Happy President's Day, one and all. Stay tuned for an educational, hopefully, and entertaining, hopefully, trek through American history. Those time-traveling teens return. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in wondrous, splendid West Virginia, home to kid superheroes, time-traveling teens, kid explorers, kid astronauts, and kid poets, too, like Mandy Magic, who sent in this Haiku poem. Do you know what a haiku poem is, listeners? That's haiku, H-A-I-K-U. Often inspired by nature, a haiku poem is a three-line work. The first line contains five syllables. The second line is made up of seven syllables. The last line, five. Like Mandy's Beach Fork Haiku, which reads, An old gray canoe, Beach fork sand between my toes, Springtime getaway. Perhaps you have a haiku poem to share. Try your hand at one, and then have your parent or guardian or teacher send it to me at theprofessortheo at gmail.com. I'd love to have one or two of yours to share on the air as a part of our spring special in a couple of weeks. Anyway. Those time-traveling teens. President's Day. Long-time listeners will know that I have long been in possession of a time machine built by the brilliant but often too impulsive science club students at McFly Middle School. Nearby, splendid. The time-traveling teens simply got into too much trouble with their homemade device, and so I agreed to store it safely in my lab. It has been stowed here, under lock and key, for months. Only I can get to it try as they might to get their time traveler back, I have continually turned down Ava, Kat, Dana, and Elliot, and their repeated requests to get that time traveling equipment back. I always say no, of course. It's far too dangerous a device to be in the hands of children, something that they have demonstrated on many previous occasions. Unless, of course, they have a really, really, like, extremely good reason to want to use it. For example, recently, team leader Ava approached me with a plea for help regarding an upcoming research project in her history class. Apparently, each student at McFly Middle School, the 7th and 8th graders, are assigned a specific president of the United States to research. 
and they have to give a presentation on that person for a very special President's Day rally at school. Ava, always wanting to be at the top of her class, was determined to use the time hopper to travel back in time and observe George Washington in real time. I'm afraid to say I relented, history buff that I am, and let her do so. After all, Ava is by far the most trustworthy member of the T4 group. What is the worst that could happen? Three facts about George Washington. George Washington was an accomplished farmer. He was the very first president of the United States. Before becoming president, George Washington became a national hero for leading American colonial forces to victory in the Revolutionary War. Ava was gone and back again with no incident whatsoever, thank goodness. She told me tales of observing the statesman close up and overhearing private conversations between him and his wife and between Washington and his Secretary of State, Thomas Jefferson, who would himself go on to become president one day. It was all quite interesting, fascinating. I wished Ava well and sent her on her way. Elliot came to me the next day. Apparently Ava had blabbed, though I swore her to secrecy. Elliot's request piqued my interest because the president he had been assigned was Thomas Jefferson. I had just been talking with Ava about Jefferson the day prior, and I was curious what Elliot might find. It only seemed fair to afford Elliot the same accommodations I had made Ava, right? Elliot blasted back in time, with my permission, to observe Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. Three facts about Thomas Jefferson. After serving as governor of Virginia and George Washington's secretary of state, before becoming the third president of the United States in 1801, Thomas Jefferson was the vice president of the United States under John Adams. He wrote the Declaration of Independence. He was an avid reader with a collection of, get this, over 6,500 books. Elliot had a bit of trouble when caught looking through Jefferson's vast library, but he was able to hop back in time to the present day before it was too late. Cat and Dana came to see me the next day, of course. Apparently, they had heard of the help I gave their time-traveling teen members, Ava and Elliot and they came to ask for the same kind of assistance. I should have seen that coming. Cat and Dana had been assigned two more recent presidents, recent compared with Washington and Jefferson, anyway. Cat was to research and present on Lyndon Johnson, while Dana's focus was on President Ronald Reagan. Three facts about President Lyndon Johnson. LBJ before getting into politics, Johnson was a schoolteacher for four years in a small town at the southern border near Mexico. As president, he signed the Civil Rights Act into law, which was intended to outlaw segregation and discrimination. President Johnson also signed the Public Broadcasting Act in 1967, which led to the formation of educational television PBS. The results of that legislation live on through Big Bird, the Wild Kratz, The Odd Squad, and much more. Cat, who wants to be a teacher and politician herself, 
found a time travel expedition and exploration of Lyndon Johnson's life to be particularly educational. She came back with lots of cool stories about this most active period of American history. Dana was the last to go, and I guess I had to let her go, for I granted the wishes of the other three. If only I had known, I never would have let her go back. Three facts about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a famous Hollywood actor before becoming president. His wife, First Lady Nancy Reagan, worked hard through the 1980s to get kids to just say no to drugs. President Reagan's most iconic moment was from the Berlin Wall in 1987 when he implored Soviet Union President Gorbachev to tear down the wall that divided East and West Germany. A wall not unlike the residents of Bottomsville, West Virginia listeners. They also built a wall around their tiny town to hasten the natural diversity of the world. That's a deep reference. Long-time listeners will know exactly what that's a reference to. Unfortunately, Dana never blasted back. We lost her signal completely. And we haven't heard anything at all. We can't just leave her there. Dana is lost somewhere in the 1980s, probably someplace close to Washington, D.C., best I can tell. The time-traveling teens are going to have to go back in time to rescue Dana. And I'm not leaving anything up to chance. I'm going with them back to the 80s, a decade I know quite well. It's the decade I grew up in. But that, listeners, is most definitely a story for another day. We'll be back in March with many more wondrous tales of splendid youth. In March, we celebrate a year and a half of podcasting fun here at Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying and spreading the word all this time. We've got lots more tales to tell, that's for sure. Until it's time to tell the next one, remember, as always, be good to each other. And have a wild and wonderful and weird week. Hello, this is Risty Joy again. You've been listening to Professor Theo's Mystery Lab, which is written and read by my adorable husband, Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. Please continue to spread the word. Also, consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. 